0: Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Sugary, today I'm going to look at The Last Blockbuster Video. It's actually a documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster, and I'm going to review it, discuss my thoughts on not just Blockbuster itself, but the whole experience that we went through as a society, this communal experience of... Every week going and, you know, renting the new movie or the new video game and what that was like. I reflect on it in this podcast and I think, you know, I hope it allows you to reflect on your experience and also the question of, should we go back to that? Yes or no? I have a strong opinion on it and I'd like, you know, to see what you think because to me, this is a, a dynamic capitalist system that we live in. It's kind of hard to go back to things, especially after we experience the convenience of the present. The convenience of the present is really, we're one click away from anything you wanna watch, right? Whether it's sports or the newest movie or the streaming the latest TV show. Why would I wanna go back to Blockbuster? but they do give some arguments for it. It's a little bit in the on the romantic side of like, you know, how we lived in the 80s or 90s, but I liked it, I liked to watch it, and I loved hearing the experiences from people who worked in the Blockbuster video because I actually had very similar experience working at Samsonite in retail for 13, 14 years. You know, that experience with the customers and the experience with uh, just kind of building relationships with strangers, that's something that's missing in today's world because of the smartphone, because of, well, I guess in the, the realm of, of, of Blockbuster, because of Netflix and Amazon Prime. But still, the market forces, and this is a similar idea here, the market forces have shifted. And because they've shifted, the jobs have changed significantly significantly. Since the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Classics Podcast. It's a really fun topic and something to reflect on because it, it, it's, it's economic history, but it's also the history of our culture and how we've changed, you know, for better or worse. So, thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. I'll see you after the music. To the Class X podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host Shukri, and today I'm going to look at the ultimate nostalgic documentary. It's called The Last Blockbuster, and it's on Netflix. And let me explain what I mean by nostalgic. This is this is a documentary that's nostalgic in the sense that it misses the communal world, and I'm sure you didn't realize this was a communal world in the '80s or '90s, but it misses the communal world of the past. It's that's emphasized a lot in this documentary but the film is about much more than that and i'll delve into the other issues soon but at its core and i want to emphasize this first at its core it's about reminiscing really reminiscing about the 80s and 90s a communal time for consuming the arts really if you think about it you probably didn't think about it that way because i didn't but when they reflect on blockbuster blockbuster video in the past or whatever video store you went to there was something very uh, communal about the whole thing. Personally, I can understand exactly what the documentary is referring to. For the, for the younger audience of this podcast, you know, video rental stores, they were everywhere. It's hard to really even grasp. Like, they weren't just everywhere, they were hubs. Like, you would really go to the rental store multiple times a week maybe, at least once a week. For example, I, I would I would go to the local store, if it was summertime, I'd go a couple times a week you know find me I, I loved like the special interest section with the sports documentaries and the wrestling uh, pay-per-views that you could that you could purchase for rent but if it was like the school year I would go and uh, on Fridays with my mom find the new release you know what was the new release the new movie that came out or I would pick a video game up you know the football game the Madden game that came out because if if you couldn't afford to buy it you could rent it and that's what people would do you know I, that was a big part of our our life our weekly routine And what I found special about this is that it really transcended race, religion, class, all those things. You know, everyone did it. You could be working class, upper class, middle class, it doesn't really matter. This was totally a collective experience. And that's something we are really missing today, right? We don't have those collective experiences anymore. We have a few, but not that many. So everyone was anticipating, you know, the new release. And this documentary, by the way, is full of reflections like the one I just included, my own personal one. But there's a lot. So it's, it's kind of cool. I like that because for me, hearing all of the reflections, and I wonder what you have as a reflection, because I know you do if you lived in the 80s or 90s. But to me, it just made me realize that the memories and the experiences are really universal. These are universal experiences that we had. You know, and that to me, that's, that's the one thing I, I took away from this, because I didn't agree with everything in this documentary, but I did come out of it realizing the uh, universal nature of the whole thing. But I guess the question, and this is the big question in the documentary, this is what makes it a fun documentary, even if I'm a little critical in this podcast of it. The big question is, would you want to go back to it? Would you want to go back to a world where there were these video rental stores because of the benefits of the communal aspect, you know? Would you wanna do that? If you're a bit older, it's something you can really reflect on. If you're younger, maybe you could put yourself in the shoes of someone like your parents or your grandparents. I actually, for for me, I actually prefer streaming. It's just too convenient. It's so convenient, and it also comes with a free market of TV, movies, music. I think that that point that I just made is really missing from this entire program. I just think that you can't deny that. You know, think about this. When we had the rental store, we also had a cap on what we could watch, and that can't be denied. Blockbuster, if we're going to use Blockbuster as an example, they were the arbiter of our watching experience. So, this really goes beyond like the idea that oh, it's just a communal thing and we need to go back to it. No, you know, the free market that we have today, you can't deny that. You can't deny The access we have to film, to movies, to music—we just have it, and I think that shouldn't be ignored because it's a—it's a—it's a a benefit of living in 2022. I really think so. I will say this though: having the rental place return as an option, I think it could work if we're talking about a nostalgic shop, a nostalgia shop. You know, like how they have those candy stores that you can go to and get the old candy. I think this—I think Blockbuster could work when it comes to if it was doing that basically, but. I think if it was like actually a video rental store where your goal is to just rent videos, I, I don't think it would work because why would I go out in the rain and the snow and the, it doesn't snow in California really, not where I'm living, but you know, the cold weather, I wouldn't do that if I could just press a button and watch, you know, whatever I want to watch on my television. Why would I do that? It's just, I'm just one click away from my entertainment experience and I'm going to, go all the way to Blockbuster for some conversation with a guy that I don't really know at the Blockbuster video? I don't think so. So in a lot of ways, this is just how we live today. You know, if you think about it, we live like this today. And I wonder if it's better to just accept that instead of trying to keep the, the past going. You know, even if it's incongruent with our lifestyles, sometimes I, I watch people in these documentaries and I think like, I get what you're doing, but eh, maybe you're off on this one. You know what I mean? So I don't want to be too critical because I did enjoy the film. It was really, it's a really good film, but it did seem like a little bit of propaganda for the last blockbuster, which is in Bend, Oregon, by the way, B-E-N-D, and uh, I just felt like there was a little bit of a propaganda aspect to it. (coughs) So I also thought that the big thesis in the film, the idea that Netflix was not the reason, this is a big thing, by the way, that's emphasized in the film. There's like this business aspect that they really want to hammer home to the audience. They want to basically say that Netflix was not the reason for the downfall of Blockbuster. Well, I thought that this was really odd. I get it. The recession in in 08 led to Blockbuster filing for bankruptcy. That's clearly stated in the documentary. But from my personal experience, and I'm gonna bring in a little bit of a personal experience because I worked in retail for a while. Um, I know that bankruptcy just doesn't mean that that's that, that's, that's gonna to lead to the demise of a corporation. I worked for Samsonite, uh, the luggage company, and uh, for about 13, 14 years, usually as a part-time worker. But for a few years during the recession, because there, no, there were no teaching jobs, I worked and I would teach part-time, and I managed a store. And when I first started managing, During the recession, like Blockbuster, the company filed for bankruptcy and half the stores closed down. I mean, half the stores. Fortunately, my store didn't close down. uh, So it was just a crazy time. Well, I'm bringing it up because the company didn't just like have a complete downfall. They bounced back. The fact is that, you know, many companies actually filed for bankruptcy during this time. So if you didn't really live through that or work in a company that did, maybe you don't realize that. And this documentary can kind of manipulate in that sense. But the reality is the recession is a factor, yeah, in Blockbuster's demise. But it's also kind of just one factor, if you know what I mean. You know, you can't ignore Netflix's impact. You can't, to me, you can't ignore the competition. And they were the competition. And honestly, they were the superior product. I shifted to Netflix and many people that I knew did as well. That was just a shift that everyone did. That was just a like more convenient, more efficient, superior product. I don't know what else to say about it. And it's, it's just, it was more, it was just a superior product. And to deny that in the documentary is very odd to me, but that was part of what I saw as a propaganda. I think we, we, as, as viewers, because documentaries are, are very popular right now, I think we have a tendency to look at docs and assume that it's just the truth. You know, but whatever the documentary says is not necessarily the gospel. Here's the reality. Documentaries have an agenda. And this one is a and this one has one too. And it's attempting to basically look at the downfall of Blockbuster from this reductionist lens. Basically, the lens is this blockbuster declined because of debt and the recession. Okay. Now I'm not discounting that, but you cannot downplay the market shift to Netflix, is all I'm saying. Consumers want a Netflix. And that is something that you can't deny. But, you know, I think that that is important to say, because I do think as, as a society, we consume these documentaries. But we don't understand the style, the argumentative style, it's almost like an argumentative essay, you know, studying history for almost two decades. Now, I could tell you that, you know, one of the things to understand is that when an argument is used, for example, you know, this is the cause of World War 1 or this is the cause of the Vietnam War. In history what we say is we don't think like that. We think that there are many causes to events and there are many effects to events. There's not one cause. So whenever you hear someone say this is the cause of something that's like a significant moment then you should like have your critical lens out. You know, you should just really start to look at it critically because yes, it's one factor but It's not the only factor and that's just an important i think approach to have to many things you know why is there inflation right now many reasons why is you know there's any any event there's always multiple reasons and it actually takes a long time to really know and really assess the situation so it's probably even you know from a historical standpoint it's too early to even assess why um, blockbuster declined but we can have some ideas but to just reduce it to one yeah i don't think that's that's a good way to go but before i go i want to go into something that i do identify with from this documentary i want to leave on a little bit of a positive note you know so this documentary it did show a bit of which i liked labor history some of it was intentional while you know some of it was not i remember the retail experience very well you know they showed things like recovering the store selling products Making connections with customers. And I think this is really important to understanding the time before today, just 15 years ago, really. In my experience, what changed for me as a worker is kind of similar to what changed for the Blockbuster workers, but it was slightly different in that it was the access to the smartphone that changed the sales experience. You know, the relationship between the salesman and the customer kind of disappeared when the smartphone became popularized. You know, the phone, Amazon, it kind of went together, right? And that relationship between, I guess, the individual and their phone, it just replaced me as a salesman. So I got what they were saying in the documentary, which is basically the relationships have changed over time. And we are missing that. But I think there's something deeper. We're missing it because of some huge market forces that have shifted and we're not getting them back, really. The job... Like my job at at Samsonite, it wasn't physically outsourced, but the skills were, in a sense, you know, and they were replaced, in my opinion, with a inferior algorithm, you know. So I, I say inferior because when I first worked for many years, people would come and they would ask for assistance, and I would assist them and really, you know, try to honestly explain the product to them. But once the phone became popular, people would come in and they wouldn't even want to talk to the the sales associate. They just had their, they had like they looked on Amazon or whatever wherever, and they found a low priced product, and they would just show it to me and say, "Can you match this?" or "Why is your product not as cheap as this?" It became this really odd uh, engagement with customers, and that's kind of the shift that I experienced. So I wonder, I, I see some similarities. What I'm saying, you know. I didn't discuss films with my customers. Well, sometimes maybe film sports, but I found a lot of similarities, you know, in the in the jobs. And I I could just there's just a lot of similarities that I fondly actually recommend, you know was, was was reflecting on. So mine in luggage sales, the blockbuster people in film sales, but very, very similar. To me, relationships, trust in the expertise of the employees, the dialogue with strangers, and that, that the tangible expectations. And, and tasks of the job incredibly similar, if not identical. And I think, you know, that was, that was kind of cool to see. To me, to end this, I think the resolution to like, you know, should we have another blockbuster? I think it's to not go back to the past with excessive nostalgia. I think we should be nostalgic and appreciative, you know, and maybe identify with the values that are missing, but also kind of move on because I think it's important to move on because the world changes, you know? The economy is always, especially in a capitalist economy, part of embracing capitalism is that capitalism is dynamic, you know, dynamic in a lot of ways. So that dynamic nature is something that, you know, you have to accept and move forward with. And I don't think we need another blockbuster, really. You know, we could try and find community somewhere else maybe. And that's all I have to say about that subject. But I think, you know, I think you'd like the documentary. It really is entertaining. It's a good documentary, fun stories. And if you worked in retail or the customer service in the 80s or 90s, I think you'll identify with this. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. Thanks to all the new subscribers on Overcast. I appreciate it. Please leave a rating and some comments too on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.